Week 12 brings that holiday feeling in as we've got Thanksgiving week coming up in the NFL season. Gobble, gobble. Happy holidays to everybody. Welcome to the Dynasty Mafia podcast. I am Antonio Denise, your host. With me, as always, Keenan and Eric. What's going on today, fellas? Going on with you. Happy holidays to everybody. I'm ready to eat a nice big meal on Thursday. Aren't you a vegetarian, Big E? Yes. <laughs> Strictly. Yeah. Um, happy holidays to you guys, too. Happy Thanksgiving uh, to everyone. Um, not much going on over here. I'm drinking a nice Hershey Porter, boys. You guys ever try a Hershey beer before? No, but it sounds delicious. Maybe you'll get a six-pack on your porch for the holidays. Probably. Like, a, like chocolate? Hershey? No, the other Hershey. Yeah, the other Hershey. Oh, like, that's or, like, perfect. Like Hershey pencil. I don't know what else they had going there. I mean, mixing chocolate and beer, I I, I was never a big fan of chocolate and beer. So that's well, probably. You might get a six pack for the holidays. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. <laughs> Speaking of holidays, week 12, Turkey Week is bringing a guest here onto the mafia, our first one of the football season. We're very happy to bring on Jeremy Popolaris. What's going on, Jeremy? How are you today? Be good. How about yourself, guys? Hey, man, we're happy. We are very happy to have you have you here on the show. Why don't you tell uh, everybody a little bit about yourself and what you have going on? Uh, I've got not much going on, but, you know, Corona. But, uh, no, I've just been playing some fantasy football for a while. Uh, mostly Dynasty. Don't get outside of that. Uh, but I do avidly use Twitter. Um, I pretty much have been using that a lot this season and getting into the fantasy community a little more and interacting with people as far as giving some advice. Um, So far, I feel like it's been going pretty well. But other than that, just living life. Good good advice, right? I wouldn't say good. Subpar. (laughs) Where can everybody find find that subpar advice on, on Twitter? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Pope's FFH. Um, you can, it's about where you can find it. Beautiful, beautiful. And if you, uh, if you're checking us out on YouTube, you can see all our handles right there. Uh, and make sure you are checking us out on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash dynasty mafia podcast. Uh, make sure you're also checking us all out on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the mafia at dynasty mafia underscore FF. You can follow me at Antonio Donisi FF D O N I S I and Eric at Eric D underscore FF and Keenan at Keenan underscore seven one six. Week 12 brings the end to the third quarter of the fantasy season. We're about to be into the fourth quarter next week. And uh, at least that's how, how I tend to look at, at the season is, is in quarters because uh, things just don't tend to be the same in the first, in the, at least the beginning of the season as they were maybe at the end for a majority of players. And I don't know. It just, it, it brought another weird week. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks didn't have as much touchdowns as the league average that we've been having. And we had a really rough week two weeks ago with, with quarterback passing yards. Uh, and obviously we lost a quarterback this week with Joe Burrow uh, and his, his injury. Yes, Keenan's repping that jersey. Uh, what do you guys What do you guys have to say about Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals in general? And I think Keenan will let you start that one off. I uh, I just 
I, I'm going to start off, pretend I'm a, or talk about the Bengals fans. I, I feel so bad for them. I know all, all four of us are Bills fans, and, and uh, it took us forever to find a quarterback um, and Josh Allen, and I can't imagine that ever happening to our quarterback. So I, I feel so bad for those fans. Um, and then watching it, I, I don't know if you guys watched the replay more than once. I watched it a few times, and, and I, you, feel, you feel bad for Burrow. You feel bad for the defender. All those players on the Bengals, I just and you know he was he was gonna break a lot of records this season and for rookie uh, passing, yeah. So it was tough. Um, I don't know. I it you never want to see that happen. So it was really tough to watch. And yeah. I, I didn't see it. I think Antonio, you saw it first and you sent the group message and I, I was like, he's better be kidding. Yeah, I, I have you know I had my my three TVs going, and I was watching. I, I saw him get hit, and he went down. So I immediately turned my head to the next game, and when I went back to the left, I just saw him on the ground. And and like you said, I, I saw the defensive player just looking very upset in himself. Yeah. So immediately I knew like when he was holding his knee, it, it was unfortunate. And you know I I don't mean this negatively but i have a lot of joe mixon shares in my dynasties i have him in my redraft this year and that's obviously going to negatively impact him people who drafted t higgins uh invested a lot in him i know i was pushing a lot of people to trade for him this season uh but you just you can't you can't predict something like this and right now early early projections are there's a chance he might miss 2021 season we're not going to certainly rule that out we have seen other things happen before, so we're not going to rule that out at all. But um, hopefully he just does have a nice speedy recovery. Um, was but it like crazy, a, wasn't it crazy that he tweeted like 20 minutes after it happened saying you'll see him in 2021 or whatever? It, you know, that just seems like such a Joe Burrow thing that yeah. he wanted to be the one to break it. Didn't yeah. want to tell anybody else. It had to be Joe Burrow. Yeah. Uh, so Good for him. Good for him. Exactly. Exactly. Good for him. And yeah, I hope he comes back because he's he's great. He's great. So wait, actually, you know, Jeremy, what do you think? What do you think Cincinnati should do right now? Um, for I mean, I mean, let's just say he's not ready for the just hypothetical. He's not ready for September or October. What do you think Cincinnati's going to do? Um, what I think they're going to do versus what <laughs> at I quarterback think they should yeah. do? Absolutely. Um, I think that. They're going to have to see what Ryan Finley does, which we already know what he's going to do, which he did last year, which is going to be just a placeholder and pretty much do nothing and ruin all of the fantasy out of that entire offense. Um, However, I think that this year you're going to see with the amount of quarterbacks coming out of the draft that I know I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of guys I follow that have, been talking up a good solid six to almost eight quarterbacks that are decent coming out of college that I think there might, this might be a year for another, uh, a lot of turnover in quarterbacks. And you might end up seeing like um, a Garoppolo get cut. You might see Winston could be gone. A lot of new Orleans, you could see a lot of quarterback turnover and they might be able to sign somebody and bridge that. Um, if he is not coming back or even if he's coming back halfway through the seasons, maybe they pick up Andy Dalton's on a one year and uh, 
uh, Dallas, I mean, they could always bring him back. Um, they could go after Fitzpatrick if he doesn't stay in uh, Miami. He's always been unfortunate for him, but he's always bridged that gap. Uh, Tyrod could be out of um, <clears throat> out of Los Angeles. I mean, he could be a quarterback they could go after. But I definitely think they should take his, their time with Burrow. Like you guys had mentioned, this kid's the real deal. Um, and like Keenan had said, he was going to be breaking lots of records this year. Um, he's somebody that I would definitely take my time with for them and at least let him heal and get his knee back to 100% before tossing him back out there, especially behind that questionable offensive line that we don't know is going to get any better between this year and next. Ever, they, should, awesome. they should lose the rest of the games this year. Find a way. They, they should, but, like, I never – I never thought of that. If Winston does leave, you know, the Saints don't ever don't want to sign him back. He could be a great quarterback sign on a one year one year deal. They could still compete and the fantasy options would be still be fantastic there. Oh my god, Winston in that offense with Higgins and Boyd and if Green comes back, which isn't gonna happen, but Yeah. It'll be it'll be real interesting to see how the offseason unfolds, uh, with some holes that are that are getting uh that are certainly opening as we can see. I mean, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, there's a chance that relationship could end. Could you imagine someone like Jameis Winston uh, getting up in Minnesota? But um, I know that'd be crazy. So, uh, but yeah, talking about quarterbacks, like I said, uh, there was 34 touchdowns two weeks ago, 45 last week. The league average has been 52. This was the first week without a four touchdown passer. Uh, more information on that later, but I thought that was pretty interesting. That's um, because Josh Allen didn't play. He was on a bye. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, and uh, we obviously have some some Thanksgiving games tomorrow, one of my favorite weeks of the season. Uh, I love having multiple games on Thanksgiving. I just – I love that – uh, that culture of just being able to lay on the couch and just watch the football after you get yourself all stuffed. Uh, so speaking of that, I just want to go around real quick. Let's all give our top three side dishes, uh, whatever you have for your Thanksgiving preference. And I think we'll let our guests start that off. Jeremy, what's your top three? I didn't say that I like food. Is that why you're letting me start? He's stick. <laughs> He's stick. Food, food, food. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm a big uh, stuffing. Definitely is up there. Yams. I'm a big yam guy. I know a lot of people don't, but you know. Um, and I'd probably have to go. Probably have to go mashed potatoes. Those three stuffing, are yams, high. mashed potatoes. Wow. All right. Carbs. Lots of carbs. I like that. What about a pie? Give me your favorite pie too. Ooh, actually. Or dessert, uh, I guess. My fiance makes an amazing caramel apple pie that's to die for it's amazing well i'll give better, her credit that's i better, a lot. I better that's find a, one of those on my porch I was gonna say, uh, that's, a lot. that's some high standards <laughs> yeah. no they're really good we're certainly going to be expecting some of that i'll try <laughs> how about you eric i know uh we we share a uh we share most of the thanksgivings together and uh i know we have to fight over a couple of items yeah i mean two of them are similar to jeremy's stuffing obviously is uh is a must-have. Mashed potatoes, obviously, another mu- must-have. Can't be the boxed mashed potatoes. I gotta have real mashed potatoes. Um, you spoiled. Hey, he's not wrong though. It's better. <laughs> right, wait, though. wait, wait, wait. So you say real mashed potatoes? Let me ask you then: Is it red, or do you use red. butter mashed potatoes? Red. 
What do you use? Russet? What'd you say? Red potatoes. Oh. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Are you well, potato, any- come on. All right. Anything. All right. Well, I'm just wondering. You got your russets? Just, your as broth. long as it's just actual got- potatoes and not the boss potatoes. <laughs> right. There you go. You're good. But, you? but then my, my last one, which might not be popular, I don't know, but creamed corn. Yo, I'm uh, with you. I'm with uh, you for that. I, I haven't had creamed corn in a long time. That oh, is man. good. Our, Me, our, it's we- a must-have. Our great grandmother has a recipe that's been passed down that my mom just makes all the time. And it is, I don't really like corn that much, but that cream corn is so good, which puts it third on my list. You're right. But actually, probably not. It's going to fall off. I'm sorry, mom. Uh, stuffing's first for me all day. My wife makes an amazing stuffing. I thought I knew stuffing until I met my wife. Uh, so that's got to be homemade now. No box stuffing. Uh, mashed potatoes are always second. Uh, and the third for me is going to be the turkey. I, I only have like three or four things, but I'm that sick person that kind of makes you want to throw up when you watch the meat because I'll have like three plates, if not like four, and then just how is my dessert? Like I'll have the big turkey leg, and I'm just I'm just eating that big turkey leg. I'm that person. Well, make sure I don't sit at a table near you. <laughs> and, then, and then I have to stuff it down with my pecan pie is my favorite dessert. Skip my pie. Yeah, I know. You, you skipped your own pie. You you, got ex- you started talking. Yeah, you got excited there, Antonio. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite. I, I get like mentally ready for my, my pie. My pie is the classic pumpkin pie oh, with with gross. Cool Whip, not, not whipped cream. Cool Whip? <laughs> <laughs> you're picky as hell there's a difference though there is a difference there's a reason there is a reason keenan well i mean i'm with you antonio i got this the stuffing the, mm. did you say corn too uh no, it, it was there it was it's definitely an honorary mention yeah corn, the cream corn yeah mashed potatoes and the turkey for me um and then apple pie if you like pumpkin pie, you're sick, Eric. Oh, pumpkin pie is so good. I actually no. made I made my first pie ever the other day, and it was pumpkin pie. I we had our friends giving at work, and my wife usually makes all the desserts, right? Um, but she it just wound up happening that she wasn't able to make it that night. It was the day before, and I was freaking out. And I'm like, just tell me how to make this pie. So she told me, and it turned out I uh, did a good job. Nobody died. Yeah. Uh, very true. That was it. <laughs> now I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into the episode today. So we got Fantasy Jeopardy today in honor of Alex Trebek. RIP. We're going to uh, ha- have a little bit of fun uh, today. We're going to have our stresses and impressed and uh, obviously our streamboat back for its weekly voyage. And we're just going to talk some football uh, with Jeremy. So let's get into that right now. Uh, I just have a few things I want to talk about that I found interesting. Derrick Henry has the rushing crown right now on Delvin cook by 10 yards. And he's actually played one more game than Delvin cook. Uh, but both of them are leading the next closest rusher by over 300 yards. It's just not even, it's just not even a battle right now with anybody else. It's just the two of them just going hog wild. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, like we thought McCaffrey was having a season last year. He's still leading the league on average per game McCaffrey, but uh, Delvin cook and Derek Henry are both uh, doing great. Uh, on top of that, Kamara 
Elma Kamara had no catches for the first time in his career. That yikes. Was a, that's a yikes. What yeah. uh at a tight end playing quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Taysom Hill Depends. got his first career start. Depends what site you're uh, playing fantasy football on. Uh, yeah, ESPN had him designated as that, which I believe now How they're going to remove it. It's because uh, instead of instead of checking down and throwing to Kamara, he just runs the ball. Exactly. I mean, he and even if he didn't, uh, imagine he, he, he didn't had throw ten the ball. rushes. He had ten rushes. So I mean, imagine if Breeze Breeze wouldn't have. How many of those? How many of those ten at least, were uh, at least designed? eight or nine of those would have been checked down to Camaro. Well, how many of those were designed? That's what. Oh yeah, true. I guess. I don't, I don't, and I don't well, the big problem about all this is Kamara just averages over 12, 12 carries a game. So if he's not getting his usual, you know, six or seven catches a game, I think. I what's think that, he, what is he? I think it was a fluke game. I I think they're for New Orleans to be successful. I think they need to involve Kamara. No matter who's playing quarterback, I don't care if Pope's playing quarterback. They're going to involve him in uh, in the passing game. I don't know. I have a pretty good arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, we're going to talk about Taysom Hill a little bit later, but uh, I, and Alvin Kamara for that matter. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 very alarming. But I, I just tweeted this earlier that you know Alvin Kamara said 81 catches. Uh, each of the last three seasons, his first three years in his league. And I wonder if that's what Sean Payton and Taysom Hill are trying to do is make sure he sticks with 14. Or, sorry, sticks with 81 because he's only 14 away. They're cruel like that. It would be very bad. <laughs> They're very cruel like that. Uh, Julio Jones only ran 17 routes on Sunday due to his hamstring injury. And uh, Matt Ryan has had only one total touchdown. That's one passing, rushing, one in his last four games that Julio has not played or has left injured. So with that being said, can we rely on any Falcons players? When I'll let, not in? How about we let you answer that question since you're the big Calvin Ridley guy? Hey, don't diss Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I mean, now. I know you and I were talking about Calvin Ridley's ascension as the number one wide receiver. I think he's – I think he's still – still there I, I it's just very tough with julio i mean but, but the targets are there he gets almost the same amount as julio uh he does really well obviously when he was on the field because he's at the caliber of a number one wide receiver playing against a number two cornerback but yes it is alarming that matt ryan does not play so well i, I don't understand fully what it is because it's not like his, his weapons aren't there anymore. It's not like he still can't throw to Russell Gage over the middle. It's not like Hayden Hurst still isn't there running his routes over the middle. Uh, and it's not like Kelvin really isn't open. It's just, it's kind of confusing at times, but I can't put here's my a, finger on it. Here's a bold statement for you. Pope was talking about the quarterback turnover. I think this is the last year of Matt Ryan in that, um, in that, on that team in Atlanta. New coaching staff next year. Um, who's, who's to say they don't want to get their own quarterback yet, especially if if it's a deep uh, rookie quarterback uh, class again. I don't think it's that bold. I can see that. You can see Matt Ryan's descent from what he was. Um, and I think to add on to Anthony's point there, I think that the descent there with Ryan is partially just because he's so used to Julio 
and Hunter Henry, or not Hunter Henry, sorry, Hayden Hurst, double H, uh, is new to that offense. Yeah, he's been here for the whole year, but he's still not Austin Hooper, so who knows how comfortable he really feels tossing the ball up to him in double coverage or anything along those lines. And Julio's just always open. So for me, I think in the red zone, he's more afraid of making a mistake and or if you watch really, I mean, look at the stats for Gurley. Gurley's had a touchdown in almost every single game this year except for two. So it seems like once they get into the red zone, if they don't score from a deeper area of the red zone, they're just running the ball. And I think that's where you're seeing his touchdown drop off. Yeah, it's it's always about touchdown rate with Matt Ryan. We talked about his leap year a lot in the offseason, and that's what it came down to again this year. I mean, he he was at a point a couple weeks ago where he was leading the league in passing yards. Uh, and, you know, they could get out after 2021 for $26 million in dead cap if they decide to cut him. Um, other than that, I think it's going to be a little tough. He's at $49 million, uh in dead cap next season. So Matt Ryan's they, probably there to stay. What if they traded him? Uh, that's if somebody wants to take the $49 million with a COVID-ridden season that we're still not sure what the salary cap could look like next year. So uh, it'll be interesting. That's for sure. It'll be real interesting. I mean, I'm, the question is, if they trade them, what's the dead cap? Is it zero? Oh, nothing. Or... It would be the other team would assume that. It's just would a team take that much dead cap? Yeah. They would. You give them a first round draft pick, they'll take they'll take the they'll take the contract. Well, it's not assume. I'm sorry, they, they wouldn't assume on, the dead cap. They would just assume the whole contract itself, and it would be taken away from Atlanta. I think if they if they move on from that. him, if they move on from him, it's only going to happen if they get a top three pick this year, and get one of the top three quarterbacks. Well, they're and trending then, that way. Well, and then they're going to have Matt Ryan all next year, and he, you know he's going to have they're going to have the rookie sit for a year. Obviously, you know, I don't think they're getting Lawrence, so. Whoever it'll yeah. be, he'll sit behind Ryan for a year, and then they'll they'll move on from Ryan. And... Yeah, they got the third pick right now. If the draft started today, what if they uh, trade Ryan to uh, the Jets for one? Yeah, I don't know. And three. For... Well, I'm not saying straight he... up. But... No, I know, I know. It'd be t- it'd be just tough seeing somebody. What's he? Thirty six now. 30, 35, He'll be thirty six. So they got yeah, the fourth. They would have the fourth pick right now. But uh, would can you? Can you start Gurley still, or are you dropping Gurley? He's touchdown dependent, I know, but is he just a bench warmer? No, I don't. I don't think you drop him. I mean, he. I think was this his first bad game without? Was this his first game without a touchdown in like since week two? Yeah, I think so. I got the. I have it written down somewhere. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not dropping him. He's actually, spoiler alert, one of my impresses for this yeah, week. Yeah, he's, he's um, going to have a good week this week. I but, think. And he's actually, um, in in some formats, the format I'm looking at on our one Yahoo League, he's actually the 54th overall ranked fantasy asset, um, fantasy player just overall. He's actually doing pretty well. He's had weeks two and week six, he had below 10 points. but And then obviously last week he had a bad week. But every other week he's been double digits. He's been... He's been solid. He's been he's been having a good oh, year. Hope you hear he's, that. He's an RB one this year. I think he was at. I think I saw eight in a full PPR. Look, Pope, you're talking yourself into that trade that we were discussing for months. Yeah, it ain't happening. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, more, we'll, we'll definitely hope for all Falcons to be on the rise because I don't know. It's it's just insane that that team hasn't been able to get it together since their Super Bowl run. Uh, Justin Herbert's real good. Guys, he's right. he, he's having a real good season. He's all right. 
Yeah. Just wait till this All week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll 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 see. We'll see. Uh Keenan called that Miami shutdown in Denver with Denver uh Sure did. Denver Way to go. Miami there. Yeah, last it. week called the called the their run to end. They had a five game win streak going into that. What did I say about Tua? And you he hasn't he hasn't impressed me. He had that one good game where he threw two hundred yards, but um, they're starting him again. Yeah, two him this week. A Miami, Miami just said, well, I mean, man, that's that's too much. He's playing the Jets. You have to start him this week, but I mean, I'm not impressed with him so far. I think he's getting like a Tyrod treatment that the Bills used to have. Once they're down there, I think it, they have no confidence he's coming back. So that's where Fitz came into the game. They knew Fitz is going to throw the ball around the field, and they had to have that win really in their playoff hopes. So. They're they're ahead of Baltimore right now in the in the playoffs. So, hey, hey I called that one too last week, guys. I'm on a roll. Yeah, Lamar. Yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore lost. They're not a six and four. Uh, Lamar was struggling. Hollywood got goose egged. No, no, it's not Hollywood anymore. We're but, retiring that name until he shows that he's Hollywood. He's Mar- uh, Marquise from now on. Marquise remember, got a goose egg. Remember what I said when I said Mark Andrews is going to turn it around. Been the number one tight end the past two weeks. Yeah, that he has. That he has. But are, are you are you dropping Marquise Brown? Like, you know, I'm the last. You know, I'm like the last person that wants to say that. But as much as yes, we want to sit here and say it's not Marquise Brown. He hasn't scored double digits in since week five. In redraft or dropping them in uh, dynasty or trading them to Big E. Dynasty, I'm oh, keeping them all day. I, I, I already did that. <laughs> you changing me. But I mean, he he's only had more than five targets once in his last four games. He only has more than thirty-eight yards. Doesn't have more than thirty-eight yards at all. It's just it's really sad right now what's happening to Marquise Brown. Um, but then you know, at the same point, you're watching J.K. Dobbins potentially explode. Are you though? I, hey, I'll jump in here since well, I do have he some Hollywood. COVID. I do have some Hollywood love. Um, well, sorry, hold on, hold on. I don't yeah. mean to jump on there. We'll talk about the Hollywood love, but obviously, ten it's players, love. I ten told players you, have yes. contracted COVID. Uh, ten players have contracted COVID uh, so far on the Ravens team, and that game's in jeopardy. We'll know obviously more tomorrow uh, for the game, and you guys should find out more when this comes out. Uh, but part of the three games slate tomorrow against the Steelers, so hopefully that game gets to play. Um, but Eric, sorry, I just had to mention that. Yeah, you're good. Um, I mean, for redraft, if you need somebody to play, I guess you could drop him. Um, but I'll tell you, he's going to get picked up if you do drop him. Um, I, I don't know. It's really tough. In in Dynasty Leagues, I'm holding him because what you can trade for him, you might not get what you really but you want. Just said, you just said if you drop him, someone, someone else pick him up. But that's the point, isn't it? You, love, you want someone else to pick him up and somebody else to start them so they can deal with the misery and the pain of his single digits. Because sure. you're sitting here, you're sitting here loving all of these. Because I could look at the rest of the matchups. Tennessee was was a very juicy matchup. Horrible. Pittsburgh. They're not too great. They're they're not they're good, but they're not the best against wide receivers. I would still start them. Dallas. Horrible. Cleveland. Jacksonville. The Giants. I would start them in every single one of those games if you had hey, my roster. The Ravens have the uh, number well, the number one easiest strength and schedule for receivers the rest of the season. Yeah, we were just talking about it last week. Like, that's the problem. I need – that's why I'm trying to – I need to get him off my roster because 
he's going to be sitting on a bench every week, and I'm going to wonder. And then if he explodes, I'm going to start him next week, and then he won't do anything. It's yeah. I, think I, mean, it's, I guess uh, it, de- it depends what you think. If you think Lamar is going to turn it around, you know, this like you said, the schedule lightens up a little bit towards the end. If you think Lamar, you know, gets it on track and he, you know, can start throwing some more touchdowns and just you know being a better passer in general. Then that offense could be look completely different in a couple games. And, I think that uh, offense is going to have to run through J.K. Dobbins. I'm going to tell you why because they need to run the ball, and Ingram's not getting it done. Edwards isn't getting it done, and that's going to be their problem. You've watched last week, or even the couple weeks here, where you're saying Andrews is tight end number one. That's what they have. They have their play action back. They're actually moving the ball on the ground, and teams have to respect both sides of it. All year they've had terrible fantasy output or just regular football play from their running backs all season. So when you're a team that relies on the play action and the option, almost uh, the RPO offense, then it's, you don't have the run part of it. They're passing and nothing against Lamar, but he's not the greatest passer. And if he doesn't have the run side of it to open up the defense, to have more so open looks for the pass, then they're not going to get it done. And you're not going to get those shots, which is what, Hollywood Brown is known for, you know, I mean, he has the deep shot. He has the breakaway speed and they're not getting that because they're not getting the play action part of it. Yeah. They're and and, and even when they are able to try and get it, Lamar's just not hitting them. Like you said, it's, it's just, it's rough all around for that. But um, I agree with you that Dobbins Dobbins is what they might, they may be leaning on him, him and Lamar. Uh, speaking of another rookie, jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor had his, his finally uh, breakout game, if that's what we're going to call it, which unfortunately for me, as I was telling a lot of people to start Naeem Hines and, you know, Frank Reich was talking up Naeem Hines uh, all game, but nope, alas, this is the game where Jonathan Taylor does what we were waiting for. Uh, so what are we thinking about him now? He he had 20, 26, 26 touches for 114 yards. And Michael Pittman's doing well, so they got two rookies that are that are starting to improve. What are we thinking is going to happen there, Keenan, with Jonathan Taylor? Are you ready to start starting him? We talked about how great that schedule is the rest of the season. Can't start him. You can't. So you can't. You can't. You, oh wow! Just because you don't know who the starter is there. Frank Wright does not like our fantasy teams, guys. He will play. Three weeks ago, it was Wilkins. Two, two weeks ago, it was Hines. This week is Jonathan Taylor. Next week it's going to be Eric Denisi. I, I, I don't understand how they haven't been able to. I mean, I guess it's working for them. They're rotating pretty much every week, um, and that's not good for fantasy wise. So, if I have any of those um, running backs moving down the stretch, and I need wins to make the playoffs, or I'm in the playoffs, unless there's injuries where I know it's going to help another bat another running back in that, in that mix. I'm not starting either of them. And Jonathan Taylor. So if you, if you look at the beginning of the season though, I mean, for fantasy, he was getting double digit points, you know, for, I believe the first like six or seven games he was, he was doing pretty well. Um, I know he struggled a little bit for the past couple games, you know, obviously not last game. Um, but the three games before that he struggled. But if you also look, the you know the one game was a sh- complete shootout, and you know Rivers was playing pretty good and, and slinging the ball. Um, 
but yeah, last game he I think he finally, you know, he, he got the he got the touches again. He had that what a twenty yard touchdown called back, I believe. Um Yeah, I think he's very startable. Um, you're gonna you're gonna start him even though the team's not committed for him, committed to him. This I mean, is if he if he's if is, he's gonna prove if he's gonna prove it and what she did last game, then they're gonna keep giving him the touches. I don't know. I mean he proved they, it. You just said you just said that he he had a great start to the year. What happened? And we all all three of us, me, you, and Antonio, said after uh, Mac went down with with a season ending injury that this, that was his backfield. Clearly, he hasn't been able to win that backfield. He struggled. You could see it. You watch all the film. You watch the games. Just a visual eye test. You can see that he's just struggling. He's not looking like the running back that came out of Wisconsin from watching the college tape. I think this past week against green Bay there, you saw it a little better. You saw him running and just trusting it and making running on instinct instead of running with his mind. And I think no matter what, I think he's still unstartable, but I would say that about almost any of the rookie running backs still at this point. That's just my personal opinion. I think Dobbins is still unstartable. I think, Taylor's unstartable. I think Akers is unstartable. I think Swift. Personally, I think Swift almost could be, but I think Swift, you saw last week against Carolina there that obviously Swift is the reason that that offense goes because, I mean, Carolina's a bottom four defense against the running backs, and Adrian Peterson had, I think, one or two points in PPR. I mean, he did nothing. So, um, Swift is probably on the border there. I might start him, but even Clyde, honestly, Clyde is, I mean, he's got a decent floor, but I mean, now Bell's there and I think you've seen his snap percentage go down a lot. Um, I think there's just a lot of backfields right now in the NFL that are a nightmare to try and figure out who you're starting and who you're not. They're just, they're leaning towards that Patriots way that's been for a while where, you're running three, four running backs and whoever's got the hot hand, you saw it Monday night too in Tampa Bay. It's another one that the backfield's just so murky. It's just one yeah. week. It's going to be Rojo one week. It's going to be Fournette. It's the same way in India. It's going to be one week. If Hines is having it and he's running the ball well, and he's the game script, if they're down, Hines is going to be your guy. They're not going to put Taylor in because that's what Hines is. Hines is a great, I guess, quote unquote scat back or, receiving back that coming out of the backfield just has better route running and better hands. So I think for me, it's just, they're just unstartable because there's no floor to it. I'd almost honestly, as as it sounds, I'd rather start Montgomery and take the 10 points because I know I'm getting the 10 points instead of possibly getting two from Taylor versus 20. So I was just going to say, I, if I had Gallman or Taylor, I'd probably start Gallman over Taylor right, right now at this point of the season. I think so. I mean, he gets basically RB1 workload, and yeah, he's guaranteed almost 10, 15 points. I don't know. I can understand the hesitation, but I feel like this week he's going to get started again or by Indy and used again uh, the way he just was, and that's going to be the tipping point. And I, I do hope that's the case. And if the running game is not working, or even if it is, the passing game has been so far with Phillip Rivers, and Michael Pittman Jr. has had his breakout uh, so far, and I think this week we're going to talk about him a little bit later uh, some more, but they just played Tennessee two weeks ago. They're going to get to play them again. 
He had over 100 yards. Uh, he's performing well. Do you think he's a must start now? Who? Eric? Michael Pittman? Oh. No, I don't think he's a must start. I mean, we see it every year. Wide receivers, especially rookie wide receivers, they have big games and they'll they'll string together a couple big games, but I mean, until we see it on, you know, a consistent basis more than just two games, um then no. I mean, especially at what he only had three catches, I believe. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, he caught all game. three of them, but he had a long yeah, touchdown. It's just to, yeah. to be named a must start, eh, I need a little bit more. Yeah, I, I roster him and started him last week. It was the same thing. His first catch was a 50 yard touchdown. He had 10 points. He finished with 13. So, and that first like one was him. in the first quarter. <laughs> I definitely like him, though. I mean, especially for a dynasty, I think his, his outlook looks a lot better. Um, yeah, I think Green Bay kind of shut him down a little bit after he was able to break free on that. They're, they're, they they got a, a above subpar defense. Um, speaking of Green Bay, though, Devontae Adams in his last 19 games, uh, he's had at least 10 targets in 16 of them. So this was his third game in the last 19 where he didn't hit the 10 target mark, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but is he your number one overall dynasty wide this, receiver? This is why I told – this is why he was my my buy in redraft leagues, um, because he he's he's one of those guys. He gets so many targets, he gets so much of a workload that he can win you a league. And uh, overall dynasty wide receiver, I mean, who's I your think, number one right now? I I mean, I think I I still have him him and Michael Thomas at over over some of these other guys, but like DK. Yeah, I love DK though. Um, but I uh, DK and I think Tyreek is still up there. A lot of people are are a little bit open Tyreek now, but I think he's still up there. But I th- yeah, I think Adams Adams is definitely number one right now. M- Michael Thomas with his season this year has dropped, and we don't know what's going on next year at the quarterback position. So Adams has six point one games more than the second wide receiver right now. That's how much more he's averaging. Tyreek Hill is averaging 20.2. This is in PPR. And Devontae Adams is averaging 26.3. Just a machine this year. Machine. Uh, All right, one more step before we move to our streams. This season, four of the 12 best quarterback performances through any season's first 10 games since 1950 have occurred this year in 2020. Can you guys guess the four players? Josh Allen. Ah, I always do this. I forget. We're all looking at the same sheet. No, quit it. You're all gonna. No, that was that was Russell Wilson. That was honestly a guess. That was honestly a guess. That was a guess. I swear. I swear on everything. It was a well. Good guess, Eric. Good guess. So yeah, through the first ten games, Kyler Murray is first. Patrick Mahomes is sixth. Russell Wilson is eighth, and Josh Allen is twelfth. That's for the for the most points, most fantasy points through the first ten games. Um, so that was kind of fun. We obviously know it's become more of a passing league, pass heavy. Uh, we, you know, I just mentioned this is the first week without four touchdowns. Uh, so we obviously have a lot of quarterbacks doing a lot of good things. All right. Out of curiosity, where was Herbert on that? Do you have that list pulled up? Uh, I don't. Hmm. I'd be I curious don't. to see possibly. I mean, he's had pretty good since week three. You know what I mean? Next year, you might be looking at Herbert being on that list. 
That's very true. Let me actually see how many points he has right now. He might be lower. Doesn't he have a bye week? And he's got two twenty nine, and he's actually just played ten games fully because he missed the first one. So he wouldn't be too far off because Josh Allen had two hundred forty two point nine through ten games. Oh, so we have to remove. Yeah, I mean it was through week. Yeah, through the first ten games this year. Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy, You're right? He, like I said, he's he's doing some things. I mean, Keenan Allen just had nineteen targets again for the second time. Uh, so uh, he's on a crazy pace. He's third right now in PPR. Um, all right. So let's move on here to our streams stream. The SS stream boat for the week. Uh, we are coming in hot. Where are we going this week, guys? Are we thinking the Caribbean? I could use a nice Caribbean vacation. Honestly. I know. Let's get That's it hot, fair. man. Winter's winter's officially here. We were out in Alaska last week and, Man, winter's officially here now up in Buffalo, and, and I don't like it anymore. I want to go to the Caribbean or something. There was a one time, I, I got to tell you, I was – Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let me guess. Travel to the Caribbean, this guy. I love I love this, guy, this guy's <laughs> uh, vacation stories. <laughs> we were in the Virgin Islands, and we were at we – were, um, we were on top of this, this giant hill, and we are taking pictures. And you can get the view of the where the Atlantic Ocean and the Caribbean Sea meet, and then the – the rest of the island kind of runs in between, and it, it was a cool look. Oh, it just made me think of it. Cause oh, were you on a cruise? Yeah. yeah. Oh, let, me, wow. let me tell you one time. I was on my kayak in Lake Erie, <laughs> and I, you could see Canada from Hamburg Beach. It was pretty cool. Right? Canada? <laughs> Canada, eh? Wow, that's my, crazy. I was in my parents' pool, and I saw the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty clear. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to start us off uh, with – with our streams here of the week. And I think Jeremy's going to, going to kick a little one here in the end. Uh, so my quarterback is Derek Carr. Uh, he is just, he's just doing it right now. Uh, he plays Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he just hung 275 and three touchdowns against Kansas city last week. Um, he, he's just, he's on fire. He gets a mouthwatering matchup against Atlanta. Uh, they allow the most fantasy points against the quarterback position. Uh, they haven't taken their foot. excuse me, they haven't taken their foot off the brakes over the last three games, scoring at least 31 points against the Chargers, Broncos, and Chiefs. Going across country against Atlanta, expect the passing volume to stay high, and Derek Carr to have another good game. I I like Josh Jacobs, but I think this is more of a a Derek Carr time, and I expect the Falcons eventually to to keep one of these shootouts going. They, They have to start putting up some points. They have to start showing some kind of life. Um. So my running back is going to be Wayne Gallman at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he's still not owned in enough leagues, people. He's He really isn't. It's only 54% owned. Uh, he gets at least one more chance at a full workload before a couple other backs are healthy, uh, like Devonta Freeman. But uh, the Bengals just got torched by the Washington football team with Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick for over 160 yards. And I think that the Giants are going to keep up putting the pressure on the Bengals, especially uh, when they just lost Burrow. They're going to be pretty depleted, defeated, uh, and probably are going to look a little bit lost. So I I think this is a a game that the Giants are going to win uh, and probably win pretty handily, and they're going to lean on Gallman for that. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., we were just talking about him. He's my wide receiver stream uh, against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, so we talked a bit about him. I'm not going to uh, talk too much, but I, I the, he has a great shot against the Tennessee Titans who allow the fourth most points 
uh, at the position, and I think that it can be a good shootout. Uh, both of these teams, the Titans and the Colts, have both been in 50-plus game matchups in each of their last two games. And my tight end, it's going to be uh, Logan Thomas for the Washington football team playing tomorrow on Thanksgiving. I think it's a great shot for him to get the name Logan, Logan Thomas out there more in that national spotlight. Uh, the Cowboys uh, are one of the best teams to try and do it against. They allow the most passing scores this season, and they played against him in week seven where he had four catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Alex Smith has thrown for at least 325 yards in both losses that they had in their two of the last three weeks. So I think they might have to chase a little bit against Dallas. And uh, I think that Alex Smith might lean on Logan Thomas a little bit, especially when they're both fighting for that division crown with only three wins each. Makes me sick. And we got some life over there. We got pulses. Sorry, I was reading something. Yeah, here I'll go. I'll, I'll do my screen. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me let me just repeat those. I got Derek Carr, Wayne Gallman, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., and Logan Thomas. All right, and for QB, I got Philip Rivers, old man Rivers himself, going up against the Titans. Um, you know, as we talked about earlier, the Titans' defense is nothing scary, and you know, over the three out of the past four weeks, Philip Rivers just been on fire. Um, and, you know, as Jeremy and Keenan are saying, if you're worried about Jonathan Taylor, if you don't think he's going to have a good game, it's most likely because they're going to be throwing the ball and they're going to be using Hines a little bit more. Um, so I, th I think he's going to be a good option if you need somebody. Um, at running back, I have James White going up against Arizona. This is more so because, you know, the injury to Rex Burkhead, they already used James White. And, you know, obviously with Burkhead going down there, they're, they're going to use him even more. Um, I do like uh, Damian Harris as well, but you know he's he's probably owned in a lot more leagues than White is at this point. Uh, for wide receiver, I'm going to go with Nelson Aguilar going up against the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons defense is you know just terrible against wide receivers. Uh, Cars has you know built up a connection with Aguilar as well. He had the big game last week, um, and I think he's going to continue that. And then for tight end, I got Robert Tanyan going up against the Bears. Uh, the Bears are top three against wide receivers, but they're actually bottom ten against tight ends right now. Um, and and yeah, not only that, Robert Tanyan, surprisingly, he's only 45% rostered in Yahoo leagues right now, but he's actually the he's the top ten tight end at the moment. He's he's having a good year, um, but he he struggled the past couple of weeks, which is why I think he was dropped in a lot of leagues probably. But pick him up if, if you got him. Because he's, he's top six, and I, I think he's going to remain a top ten wide receiver going forward for the rest of the season. But, yeah, that's all I got. I got Rip, Phillip Rivers, James White, Nelson Aguilar, and Robert Tanya. Very nice. Very nice, Eric. I guess I will uh, – well, I won't finish this off because we got Pope here. Um, so for quarterback, I got Tua. Um, yeah, Tua got benched last week, guys. But um, guess what? He's playing the Jets. Um, Gang Green is very, very, very bad defensively. Uh, they have allowed twenty nine point six four points per per game to quarterbacks. Even more outrageous, quarterback scored a total of ten touchdowns against New York over over. Um, actually, that was since week eight, guys. That that. Um, Quarterbacks have scored 30 points, um, and 
they've scored 10 touchdowns in that span as well. Um, so I, I could see, I see Tua having a great game against this horrible Jets team that is tanking for their own quarterback in the off season. Uh, my next uh, streamer is um, I got Duke Johnson running back for Houston. Uh, he's playing Detroit. Yeah. Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson, excuse me, hasn't been <laughs> very impressive this year. Um, especially since David Johnson has gone out. I thought he would ha- have more fancy points, but he just hasn't got them, but he's playing a very bad uh, Lions, Lions defensive team who's, who surrenders more, who um, no defense surrenders more uh, points from running backs this season than the Lions. Uh, my wide receiver is Demir Bird. Is that how you pronounce his first name? Demir. Demir. Demir Bird uh, versus Arizona. Um, th- that play uh, – this past week, Cam to Bird, what a great uh, throw and catch, huh, guys? Um, kind of reminded me of Cam in Carolina, but uh, very nice play by both of them. Um, he scored his first receiving touchdown this past week. Um, he can find himself visiting the end zone this week again. Uh, the Cardinals allowed the six most receiving touchdowns to wide receivers this season. Um, I, I thought Myers would have more of a impact, but he kind of kind of had a bad week, and Demir Bird took over. Made me look bad. Uh, yeah, I, me too. I started him in a couple leagues. Um, I started him over Melvin Gordon and lost, guys. And oh, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> hey, Belichick's doing his carousel like he does with running backs now. Yeah, so this one's probably going to be – this one's probably going to be a mess because um, they'll probably find some other wide receiver to make look good this week. And my tight end is Dalton Schultz. Um, I guess the only reason I have him here is – uh, Andy Dalton's back. Um, Dalton Schultz is a big red zone target, and and Antonio, you said he scored a touchdown this past week in the red zone. Yeah, he did. Yep. So um, he's a big red zone target there. Um, uh, Cowboys were in the red zone only twice. He scored one out of the, one touchdown on those two trips, and he's had 14 catches for 126 yards and a touchdown in his last three games. And each each game, he's had a different quarterback tossing him the ball. So Hopefully, a little bit of consistency will help him and rest of that uh, Cowboys offense. Perfect, perfect. Jeremy, why don't you give us somebody you got there? Are you ready for the super deep, deep stream? Are you ready for this? Here we go. All right. So, we were talking Detroit or Dallas and Washington game. Uh, I'm going to go with their newfound second wide receiver. I actually did a little mini thread on this. Cam Sims. Yeah, you did. Uh, he's actually been averaging about 80% snap share. He's pretty much taken over the wide receiver two position there. And um, the past, obviously not last week, they were beating Cincinnati. So their passing game was down. Um, however, Dallas um, coming into town, they give up the second most points to wide receivers. Um, and I predict this game possibly turning into what the Dallas-Minnesota game was, even though both these offenses aren't the greatest. But I could see a lot of passing going on. And Cam Sims is a prevalently in their wide receiver two position. He um, <clears throat> he also has had, was only had like four weeks where he's been kind of relevant of anything. Um, but he did have a 100-yard game. He only has one touchdown. So this is super deep, but... I do think that he has a potential here to get opportunity to where he could turn into at least turning into that 10 to 15 point wide receiver this week. 
I like that a lot. I mean, I've got a few three three wide receiver league, two flex leagues, in especially like you know twelve fourteen team leagues. That's a that's a really good player uh, to have, um, or even just you know flex if you really need someone and you're struggling and uh, you need to try got to get somebody that could be like a firefly. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I like you, that. Yeah, I think you had it in the notes or whatnot, but in the two games that Smith's played in, I mean, they've thrown for almost over three hundred yards, so. I mean, it's got to go somewhere. And in one of those games, Cam Sims had 15 points, he had 110 yards, and it was only four tar- three, three catches. So he's kind of a big play kind of guy. So I guess. Yeah, see- last week I just, I threw last week out. Sorry to interrupt you there, just because they controlled the game the whole time. And, and I just don't think that's a norm for the football team to be able to actually have a good positive game script. So that's why I think Alex Smith will be throwing. Oh, yeah, and I can see that definitely. And in the two games that they were behind with Smith there, he put up 15 and nine points in PPR. So, I mean, that's, like you said, a 12-14 team league. That's not a bad score for your, say, third or fourth receiver. I like it. I like it. Uh, so that'll end our uh, our streamboat for the week. We hit up a few, uh, few islands there in the Caribbean. We're going to head on back through and, and – Head on to the cold, so hopefully leave, next week we can get somewhere back warm. Leave Pope there. We'll leave Pope hey. there. You can stay in the Caribbean. They'll like your beard. I'm all about it. Okay, <laughs> you guys will come back. I'll beads in it, Johnny Depp style. <laughs> uh, with that though, we're gonna throw a lot of information in you at once because we wanna we wanna get over to Jeopardy though. But we're gonna we're gonna get our stress and impress in here as well. So I'll go right from the streams to our stress and impress. And I think I will start that off with our impresses. And I have uh, DeAndre Swift at Houston. He was just back at practice yesterday, cleared for his concussion protocol. Uh, Houston's a lot of rushing touchdown every week, but one. So I think that uh, with DeAndre Swift finally getting the workload and we saw how terrible they were last week, they didn't even get into the red zone once. Uh, so it was kind of rough. Uh, so I think that uh, Detroit needs him back uh, and he's going to get a full workload. And my second is going to be Evan Ingram uh, at Cincinnati. Uh, he had 29 targets in the three games prior to his three targets in week 10. Uh, so I think that he's going to get back to the former uh, Cincinnati allows almost 200 over 250 yards per game uh, and the second most points to tight end. So I think Daniel Jones is going to want to lean on him. Uh, I said earlier with Wayne Gallman uh, as my stream, I think that the Giants are just going to have a fantastic game. They're going to roll all over the Bengals. And my third impress is going to be Brandon Cooks uh, at Detroit. He is on pace, guys, to have over 1,000 yards for the fourth different team. That is insane. I think he was the first to do it on the third different team. He's not going to definitely be the first to do it on the fourth different team. Uh, so he certainly made a connection with Deshaun Watson. We know Houston's been throwing the ball a lot. We see what happened uh, without uh, David Johnson. Duke Johnson really not getting anything done. Uh, and Cooks has had at least 60 yards or a touchdown in five of his last six games. So he's got a good floor, and he's got a really good ceiling. So I really like what he can do on Thanksgiving Day. And apparently I like a lot of Thanksgiving Day games. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'll, that's I'll my jump, impresses. Yeah, I'll jump into mine. Um, I got Gus Edwards for my first one going up against the Steelers. Uh, we, we know the Steelers are good against the run, but with J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram being out with COVID, I mean, I could, I could only 
imagine. I mean, somebody else other than Lamar is going to get the rush attempts there, and you know, I, I can see them sprinkling you know Justice Hill in here and there, but I, I think Gus Edwards is going to handle the majority of the workload there. Um, and then my second stream, as I mentioned earlier, Todd Gurley going up against the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are bottom four against running backs right now. Uh, Julio might still be hurt. He's a game time decision. Um, you know, I think they're going to lean on their run game a little bit, keep the ball out of the Oakland Raiders offense's hands. Um, and so, yeah, I think he's going to have a, a get right game after last week. Uh, and then my, my third one is oh, same game. Darren Waller going up against the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are the worst team against the tight end this year. Um, and, and yeah, on top of that, I just, you know, I think he's, he's going to have a fantastic game. He, he could potentially be the number one overall tight end on, on the week. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's going to impress you this week. He better. Yeah. I don't think you have much to say there. We saw what he yeah. did last week against the chiefs and uh, there's, there's a chance like, like I was saying too, that if they're going to shoot out, the Falcons need to finally do something so Oakland will have to chase them. Or, like I said, they haven't been taking the foot off the gas, so they just keep wanting to throw and throw and throw, so it's a good call. Keenan. Yeah, yeah. all right. Um, number one for me is Curtis Samuel. Um, he's playing Minnesota. Uh, target target numbers for the Panthers receiving court over the last three games. Robbie Anderson has 28, Samuel 24, and DJ Moore 21. But – Let's not forget that Samuel has uh, received seven carries. He's played a little bit of a uh, running back there um, since uh, Christian McCaffrey um, has been out. So he's getting more touches than the rest of the wide receivers and running backs right now. Um, so I'm expecting with Teddy Bridgewater to come back, uh, that should really help Samuel out. Uh, Minnesota has allowed the fifth most fantasy points and second most touchdown receptions to White House this season. So I think he is a must start. Uh, Kareem Hunt versus Jacksonville. Um, Hunts has been struggling lately, Antonio, since you traded him to me. Uh, thanks a lot. Um, however, there's plenty of reason to believe that um, trend won't continue into this week. Uh, for starters, the Jags allow the six most points to running backs this year. Um, they surrendered 62 receptions to, to the position in 2000, so far this year, and they have allowed 12 red zone, um, 12 red zone targets against – Running backs have also seen 12. I don't know what that note is. I must have messed it up. So we'll, we'll <laughs> I just, think they've had 12 red zone targets to their opposing running backs. Yeah. So sure. There you go. Uh, yeah. Sounds I, like it's right. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, it's something that the Jags are doing very bad to help the, to help cream hunt guys. Um, last one is Devontae Parker um, versus the Jets. Oh, man. Parker has been a, a bit of a hit or miss this season. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but however, I feel the volume is there. He's been targeted a to total of 23 times the last three weeks. Um, he takes on that horrible jet secondary that I mentioned earlier. Um, in the last four weeks, they've surrendered the most fancy points wide receivers and second most receiving yards and second most and tied for second most touchdowns to wide receivers. So I think Devonte Parker and maybe even Grant will have a great game against the jets. Yeah, two is starting. Two loves Grant. Yeah. Thank you. Jeremy, who do you think you got for an impress for us? Uh, I'm going to go to the tight end position for this one. Uh, I think this is a candidate to knock Mark Andrews off the uh, wide oh, receiver, boy. the tight end one position. Um, it's actually the tight end seven 
on the season in PPR. Um, and that would be Justin Herbert's tight end, Hunter Henry. I like uh, he's going up against Buffalo, who is giving up the sixth most points to tight ends on the season. Um, we know we, I think Milano's still out, which is going to be a hard cover for any of the other linebackers to Hunter Henry. Um, he commands 90% of their snap share for the tight end position. Um, he's had four weeks in a row with four receptions. Um, and he's also had four weeks in a row with 30 plus yards. And he's also had at least one touchdown in the last two weeks. So they're not astounding numbers. However, though, they've gone up against a little bit tougher teams against tight ends. Um, and I think the bills will be able to lock down Keenan Allen with Tredavious white and with Norman coming back, Mike Williams might also be a little bit harder to find targets to, and they might go towards uh, Hunter Henry a little more. And as we know, being Bills fans, um, or if you've watched any Bills games, the Bills tend to jump out early in the first quarter, and most teams have to throw and keep up with them. So Herbert should be throwing a lot, and I think you're going to see another game of that three to four touchdowns out of both quarterbacks possibly. I like that option, man. I like that option a lot, and we've been talking a lot about Herbert doing it, so it's going to be a fun game with the Chargers this week. Uh, all right, so let's move on over to our stresses. <clears throat> we talked a lot about the Saints earlier. Uh, I'll start us off. I have Elvin Kamara and Taysom Hill. That's two of my three duos I'll talk about together. Uh, as we mentioned, Kamara had his first game without a catch, and it just it scares me a lot. Uh, he's averaging only 12 rushes a game. I don't think that it's going to change too much because New Orleans wasn't necessarily – uh, I guess they didn't pull away the whole game. Uh, they were kind of in control most of the game, but it was, they weren't at a point where I think their offense could have necessarily just said, hey, let's just chill back. And I don't know if they're ever going to be at that point where they can just rely on Kamara to run, 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 especially with Latavius Murray. So uh, Kamara scares me. Taysom Hill in general, I just I, I don't like what I saw. He underthrew a lot. I'd rather have a quarterback that overthrows. Uh, Michael Thomas, yeah, he had a great game with with 12 targets, but uh, he wasn't able to do a lot of yardage-wise. And Taysom only threw 23 times. I, I want a quarterback that's going to throw at least 35, 40 times, and I don't think that's what they're going to be able to do with Taysom Hill because if they do, he's going to be throwing interceptions. So I think he, it's going to be a big test this week against Denver uh, for both Kamara and Hill for what the future holds for both of them. And my third one's Jarvis Landry at Jacksonville. Uh, I really thought he was going to come in and, and hopefully be able to <clears throat> command that number one uh, like he was able to last year over Odell Beckham. But even though Jacksonville gets up the ninth most po- the ninth most points to wide receivers and they've been able to put up points, so it hopefully would be a shootout. I just I don't see it with Jarvis. Uh, Baker's averaging just 23 attempts in his last five games, uh, and I think that Cleveland's going to try and control the game with Chubb and Hunt since they're running the ball almost 40 times a game. Uh, Baker's thrown for only 219 yards or more twice this season. So even if Jarvis Landry is getting 25 or 30% of the target share, which is immense, that's only seven or eight targets. And I just can't trust Jarvis to do much right now with that. Yeah. I, I'm very disappointed on Landry so far this year. Um, He had a pretty good year to end last year and just hasn't, Hasn't been, you know, great good this year. So, I guess I'll move on to to mine. Um, 
my my first one's Matthew Stafford versus Houston. Um, he's dealing with a thumb injury, guys. He only had seven, eight points in fantasy this past week. He'll likely once again be without his top two playmakers. Unless is Swift going to play? Is that is that confirmed? I don't think it's confirmed yet. Yeah, he's practice. He's back at practice, so I think I think he's going to be all right. All right, but looks like Kenny Galladay is still um, dealing with an injury there, um, which is unfortunate. Um, since returning from a uh, week eight by Houston has allowed just two passing touchdowns guys, which is pretty impressive. Um, so I think he struggles this week. Uh, second one is Daryl Henderson versus San Francisco. Yeah. Henderson leads, you know, running the, the Rams running backs and snaps last this past week. Um, he outpaced Michael Brown by six. However, he's still scoring in, in single digits in five of the last seven games. He hasn't topped eight carries, nor 47 yards rushing in three consecutive games. Um, since week one, the 49ers, which is crazy with all the injuries, you know, 49ers defense has played pretty well. Um, they've allowed only three rushing touchdowns to running backs, while only one running back has topped 58 rushing yards against them since week two. So I think uh, I think we're seeing – this is also another backfield that's really annoying kind of like uh, the indie backfield. Um, wish they would just give it to Akers, but whatever. Uh, last one, uh, Jared Cook versus Denver. Uh, Cook has kind of fallen off the radar, guys. Uh, he scored he scored more than – he hasn't scored more than uh, 3.6 points in the last three straight games. I think he had uh, a goose egg this past week. I might, I might be wrong, but um, even – even worse, his target share has dropped since uh, Michael Thomas has returned, which is understandable, but I wasn't expecting this much uh, production to be dropped from him. Uh, Cook has received a total of six targets over the last three games, guys. That, that's just not going to cut it. And um, the Broncos have, haven't uh, given up a touchdown to tight ends since week one. So um, pretty, impre- pretty impressive uh, Broncos defense there, too. Yeah, Cook had one catch for six yards, so I think yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a lot of people aren't looking well with Taysom Hill besides just Michael Thomas, and I don't even know if that's that great. So for all those Taysom Hill truthers out there, you you keep riding that train. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eric, all right, you're stressed. Uh, yep, I'll go. My my first one is Gio Bernard going up against the Giants. Uh, you know this is. You know, even with Joe Burrow in there, he's just a decent play. And without Joe Burrow in there, I, f- I just feel like the Giants are going to be able to stack the box and completely shut down the run game and even probably shut down the pass game, depending on how how their quarterback play is. But, but yeah, I'm stressing on him this week. I'm, I'm looking to find another option if I can. Uh, my second one, uh, he's, you know, I'll still say he's a flex option. I just, you know, Antonio Brown going up against the Chiefs. You know, Antonio Brown is a pretty polarizing player right now, obviously. Um, but I, I I don't think him getting the most targets, him getting double-digit 13 targets is going to happen often. You know, we've seen Scotty Miller have, have big games with both Evans and Godwin in the lineup with Godwin and Evans getting theirs as well. Um, and last game, Godwin and Evans both got theirs also. Um, I think it was more just how much they passed the ball um, we we know Brady already has the chemistry built up with with AB from before, but but yeah, I'm just I'm not I'm not looking at him as as the wide receiver one there as as I feel like some people are. Um, 
and then my my third stress is Justin Jefferson going up against the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers are are um, top six against wide receivers right now. Their their defense is playing pretty good. Uh, not only that, but Thielen might be out with COVID. They're saying he might be able to play, but he uh, his second test came back negative. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. So. But either way, even if he's in there, um, I don't know. It's tough for me. The Panthers are playing pretty good. I think they're going to try and uh, keep the ball out of Teddy's hands and, and just run the ball through through Delvin as much as they can. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm stressing on him a little bit this week. Speaking of Thielen, are we getting close to a Thielen apology yet? Nah, uh, never get know, that. Man. It's extremely frustrating watching Jefferson be open. And just Cousins just has tunnel vision for Adam Thielen. You blame him? I mean, he had an amazing catch. That one-handed catch was great. But, like, we saw after Thielen's two catches that all of a sudden Justin Jefferson magically is open for a 39-yard touchdown. Well, that's been there all the game. But also, Justin Jefferson had three drops, wide open um, drops this past week, too. It's, I there think it's just yeah, it's, it's just a trust thing. Trust thing, uh, yeah. It's the trust chemistry. It's been built up with him from previous years. Um, and Adam Thielen is great. Like I said, I, know, I, I understand. I trust him. Um, I tweeted out what well, I think he's got a like twenty three percent touchdown rate with Kirk Cousins. Like over the last two seasons, it's insane. Like he's got like seventy seven catches and like nineteen seventeen touchdowns. That's with having Diggs on the other side too. That was with Diggs last season and, yeah, this, season, and this season with Jefferson. Yeah. Well, I'm saying Diggs is a 1A, 1B there. With, so. I know, but that's how it's been this year, too, with, with Jefferson, ideally. Yeah, there's no um, one. There's no 1B there yet. Or like, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll talk uh, about it's that. One too. <clears throat> we'll see. But uh, that's that's going to end the stress. Hold on. I'm not done yet. Jeremy. I'm not I'm not done yet. I, Did I, mean, I cut you off again? Are we, you, you, you cut off everybody. You're having a bad habit of that, but I want to write. I want a written apology so we can mail it to Mister Thielen. Oh no, you're. I'm telling you, man, you're not getting an apology yet. He's just. Well, he, when the when the guy finishes wide receiver five this year, you're gonna have to give an apology, Antonio. Well, then he's gonna have to do it, and then I will. All right, go. How on. about that? Oh wow! So, Jeremy, yeah. you have a stress for us. I do. Um, I'm gonna go with the running back six this year. I'm gonna go with Zeke. Um, I think he's going to be in that Thanksgiving Day showdown uh, against the football team. Um, however, that football team's defense is actually pretty good. Uh, they rank 22nd in points against the running backs, so they're pretty much not giving much up. Um, I think <clears throat> you're going to be looking at Zeke paid them in week seven. Uh, he had six total PPR points. He went – 12 carries for 45 yards, one reception for six yards. Um, now, that was without Dalton. Um, however, this defense is still pretty good. Um, so there's that chance that he repeats that six PPR points again. Um, however, I feel like I have to start him due to last week where he produced 20 PPR points. Um, and the last three weeks, the football team, the only team that only running back that they necessarily shut down was Giovanni Bernard last week where he only rushed and had nine PPR points, but the week before Swift had 25. Um, so I think this is a big stress for me just based on what are we going to get? Are we going to get the six point Zeke Elliott or are we going to get the 20 point Zeke Elliott? Um, so for me, that's why he's a stress 
not really based on anything other than the pure matchup of which one we're going to get. That's very fair, man. You guys, you're bringing some hot ones, man. Oh, always spicy. <laughs> I like that. I like that take. All right. So stresses and impresses are done. Let's move on to our next segment of fantasy jeopardy. This is fantasy jeopardy. That was bad. Damn it. That was terrible. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I'm not going to edit that out. I don't want to. Yeah, you, you don't because it was funny. Eric's just laughing. I should I can go so much higher pitch. <laughs> we were laughing practicing it all night. All right. So I'm excited for this. Uh we've got four cat we got four categories, three questions in each one. We'll have a final jeopardy. We've got a couple of double jeopardies. Uh the points are worth 100, 200, and 300 for each category. Uh when you want to buzz in, just say your name. If you get it wrong, you lose points. Obviously, you get it correct, you get the points. Can we see the board? Yeah, where's the board? There's no board. Sorry. I can't show you the board because I labeled double jeopardy, but the categories are quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. I see where this is going. Tight ends. And then is the grass greener? Oh, he got you. Ah, I got you. I got you there. No. Is the grass greener? And what is that category? That's category of players that have changed teams in the offseason. So the answer will somehow be about players that are new to their team this year. So our honorary uh, guest here, Jeremy, I think we're going to let you start us off here. What category would you like? Oh, gosh. And I- uh, let's remember, this is Jeopardy, so answer in the form of a question. Are we keeping score ourselves or are you keeping score? I'm keeping score. All right. I'll go with what is running backs 100. Well, you could just say running back for 100. Nope. And then you, we have to reply nope. what is nope. or who is. That's all, all right. questions. Well, you better hope you get it right. So remember to buzz in, say your name. Eric. So <laughs> he loses points. He didn't eat. Question one. I am. Oh, I just realized. Oh, my God. All right. No, there was uh, I, I got to remember now some of these things that were said throughout the show. Hopefully don't give away some of these answers. So I just had my first 100 yard rushing game of the year and my first touchdown since week five. Keenan, but I'm a top. Oh, oh okay. Keenan. Oh, come on. That's bullcrap. What is that? What is J.K. Dobbins? That's wrong. Who is J.K. Dobbins? First yeah, who is? Mr. And yeah, bam, you're wrong. Damn. Does Jeremy get to go? Yeah, Jeremy. Does that mean I get to go? Yeah. Who is Jonathan Taylor? Wrong. Oh, shit. He didn't have 100. Eric? You you have a guess or no? You don't don't have to guess. Remember, you repeat it. Yeah, can you say it? Well, you have to say if you don't want to guess. What happens if I don't guess? Well, could you want me to finish the question? Because they kind of buzzed in before I finished. Yeah. So it was uh, this running back just had their first 100 yard rushing game of the year. And their first touchdown since week five. They kind of stopped me when I said their their first. So they scored their first total touchdown since week five. I'll oh, give you five god. seconds. Oh god. I know who it is now. Is he in are you buzzing in or no? No. I don't All know. All right, it's up, Jeremy. It's uh is, is it Elliot? It is Zeke. Yeah. He doesn't well, get points the, though, the, right? As I was about to re- what'd you say? He doesn't get points. 
He doesn't get points, no. But as I was about to start reading the question, it starts with "I am the RB 6 but <laughs> I literally, Jeremy, Jeremy I literally just looked RB6. at my notes over and have the I know. giant circle that says first touchdown since week five. Yep. So that's that's where I had to start. So all right, nobody gets points for that one. Perfect. I like it. So back to Jeremy. Uh, I'll take quarterbacks for one hundred. Quarterbacks for one hundred. I currently lead the league in passing yards. Keenan. Eric. Oh, fuck. Uh, Keenan. Um, what are you swearing for? You got it. <laughs> well, don't be swearing. Yeah, don't be oh, I don't, I don't, he doesn't know the answer. That's the problem. I, don't answer. <laughs> I said my name second. You did, but all right, Keenan, you got five. What is the, what is, uh, the kid from San Diego, the Chargers? You guys are struggling. Herbert. Who is? These are people. Who is, who is, who is Herbert? Who is, You're who wrong. Is <laughs> I, I have I have Man. someone else in mind, but they're not. It's not the right answer. Eric. So I don't know if it's still him or not because he yeah. had a bye week this week. Yeah. But who is Joshua Allen? It's not. Man. Damn it. That was my. That was, that's what I thought it was. Do you have a guess? Um, there, Jeremy. Yeah. Who is Russell Wilson? And what? come on, guys. Is it Kyler Holmes? Patrick Mahomes. Really? He I'm is on pace Dude, for two over- weeks before before week twelve, though. Josh Allen and Diggs were both leading the league in yards for Yeah, their- well, that was before week twelve, wasn't it? I know. Well, no, you mean before week eleven. Uh, no, before twelve. Well, it's about to be week twelve. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, so uh, Patrick Mahomes is on pace for over five thousand yards, guys, quietly. And where you stink at this game. And guys. he was actually on pace for 50 touchdowns before uh, before last week, so uh, or two weeks what ago. Happens if so. we all end the game with zero. Um, it's all right. So currently, it's uh, Eric has minus 100, Keenan minus 200, Jeremy minus 200. What? So, Jeremy, back to you, sir. Uh, should we keep the hundreds up, or should we get a little harder, boys? Uh, let's stay at the hundreds, buddy. <laughs> uh, wild. Let's go with. Uh, the grass is greener for 100. Dun, 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 dun. Daily double. All right. So with daily double, Jeremy, this question is only for you. You could choose to wager. You are currently at negative 200. How much? <laughs> we, so you technically can't wager anything, but I'm going to let you wager up to $200. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll wager the 200. Go big there or go you home. Go. Right? go big or go home. I like it. All right. So remember, this is players who have changed teams, okay? So, I have over 60 catches in my new home, but haven't scored since my first game. Who am I? My first game in week one. Hmm. Hmm. I know it. I I think I know it, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm. Start time on that. I'm going to say five seconds. I'm going to say, who is Stefan Diggs? Ooh. I don't know. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. There you go. Perfect. So I get the 200 points, right? Nope. Good try, though. But I will switch this off since Jeremy keeps getting uh, go over. I'll let Keenan get to be the one to pick in the next category. Um, Quarterbacks for 500. 500? There's 200 and 300. So you, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think that exists. You want three hundred? All right, quarterbacks for three hundred. All right, so give me your best 
guess at how many quarterbacks in the league have thrown four passing touchdowns or more? Not how many games in general, how many quarterbacks themselves have thrown four or more? This year? Yep. Eric. Just just one number. No, well, oh, sorry. Well, I was going to give all three of you a chance at number and the closest will win. Sorry. Oh. So I'll let Keenan start because he asked the question. Looks like he's looking it up. He's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was re- I was reading. Yeah, look I- away I was from re- the computer. Hey, trust I was- me, he wouldn't be able to get it. Don't worry. I was reading Twitter. Um. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to find it. Thirty-two. There's thirty-two quarterback teams in the NFL. So you think every team has thrown had a quarterback that's from four touchdowns? <laughs> yeah, that's well, what I said. Well, that's well there's, said. there's well, there's 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 no 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 injuries. no there's there's injuries there's no in one game. No, in, oh, one, in game. one game. Oh, I thought you meant. I thought you meant like, all season. Like if Patrick Mahomes oh. throws four touchdowns and then Drew Brees throws four touchdowns, like. But if it's not if it's not every game Mahomes did, it's just Mahomes did it once now. So how many quarterbacks have thrown at least four touchdowns or more? I'm gonna say one. All right, he's all right. done. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> I'm gonna say one. All right, that's so, fine, Eric. Uh, Twelve. Four touchdowns or more in one game? No, the whole season. How many four touch? How many quarterbacks have thrown at least four touchdowns or more in the whole season? Yes, in one game. Oh, in one game. All right, whatever. You, I'll, I'll give you one chance to, to change it. You so have to think. You're, let Jeremy yeah, you're, go. You're Eric saying that you're saying that twelve different quarterbacks, twelve different quarterbacks have thrown for four touchdowns in one game. Yes, this season. Eric thinks there's 12. That's what I said. It's the closest to it, so I'm going with 12. Five. Now you decide if you want below or above. <laughs> Five. Five, all right. Keenan? One and 32. He's done. Uh, ten. You got to go in the middle. 16 now. Ten. <laughs> ten, all right. Goodness, you guys made that painful. Eric wins. There's 13 quarterbacks. Really? And have thrown a Let's t- go. And have thrown four touchdowns or more. I'm going to read them real quick. Brady, Rogers, Dak, Herbert, Mahomes, Wilson, Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, um, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield with his five touchdown game, Drew Brees, and Big Ben. Do I lose points? Um, I just feel bad for you, so I'm not going to take it. I didn't understand. The, I didn't understand the question. <laughs> I thought you meant four for all season. I'm like, wait, three, three, it's okay. Eric got the 300 points. Uh, so Eric gets to pick the next category. Let's go running backs for 200. Perfect. Running backs 200. Get ready. I am third in the league in catches behind Elvin Kamara and Mike Davis but I am not in the top 24 in overall running back scoring. Jeremy. Jeremy. I'm going to say this is a bold statement. I'm probably wrong, but JD McKissick. Woo boy. That's the correct answer. There she is. A what a good guess there. I only know because I've been talking catches. them up for like three weeks. 44 catches on 66 targets. Great, great guess there. That's all right. I'm from I'm in the cellar anyways. I'm still losing. <laughs> Bring it on back to Jeremy gets the pick. Uh, what's left even? Uh, so you have quarterback for 200, running back for 300, receivers for 100 and 300, 
or gra- is the grass greener for two and three? Let's do receivers for 100. Receivers for 100. This rookie has the longest receiving touchdown of the season for all wide receivers. Keenan. Keenan. Justin Jefferson. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jeremy. Jeremy. Isn't it Claypool? Chase Claypool. Ding, ding, ding. Jeremy on a streak right now. Yeah. What's up? There you go. All right. So current score, Jeremy currently has minus 100. Yeah. <laughs> Keenan has minus 200. And Eric has 300. Nope. Eric has um, uh, 200. My apologies. So, uh, Jeremy, you're on the uh, You get to pick. Um, let's go with quarterbacks for 200. Right, that's still there. Sorry, all wide receivers were open for that one. That was the first oh. one we picked. So quarterbacks for 200 still? Yeah. All right, quarterbacks for 200. I still have more points than Baker Mayfield, and I haven't played since week five. Hey, Eric. Eric? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Nice job. I said that. I said that in the freaking uh, group chat the other day. I did. I did take a couple things from from stuff we've talked about. Dak Prescott still has six point nine points. Great number, more than uh, Baker Mayfield, and he has not played since week five. So yeah, I was looking. I was looking at Baker's stats earlier. It's he's been bad. I didn't realize it. Pretty trash. Bad, 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 bad. But uh, I will go wide receivers for two hundred. That is your daily double. Bet it all. Bet it all. There you Bet go. Uh, Eric, you currently have 400 points. Do I get to hear the question first? No, mother. <laughs> I mean, well, you're going to have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Make sure Mark down what time it is on here. Um, all right. So I will go. I will bet 300. They're they're both in the negative still, right? Uh, go big or go yes. home. No, right. Jeremy's one hundred. Jeremy has one hundred. Oh, I still do three hundred. But yeah, no, Keenan's minus two hundred. It's all right. Keenan. So you're gonna bet three hundred. I like it. So remember, just he knows the this question. One. It's probably a terrible question. I am sixth in receiving yards, but not even the best wide receiver on my team. Sixth in receiving yards and not the. Best wide receiver. Not the best fantasy wide receiver on my team. Oh, crap. Six and receiving yards is not the best. Oh, man, I should know this. Yeah, uh, you should. I'll give you 10 seconds. Blanking. He's looking it up. No, I'm not. It's not. It's not. Julio, is it? No, it's terrible. DK? Justin Jefferson. I was going to say him too, but I didn't Justin think he had that Jefferson many yards. is sixth in receiving yards. He has 848 receiving yards. Are you sure? I am very positive. So, that'll put Eric down to 100. He's tied with Jeremy. Eric, back to you. Oh. So, uh, you have running back for 300, wide receiver for 300, and is the grass greener for 200? Isn't that for two and 300? 
Yeah, I was gonna say I think I don't think. It should oh yeah, two and three hundred. I'm sorry. Is the grass greener for three hundred? Oh boy. Need this one. All right. I am tied for the league league. I am tied for the league lead in rushing touchdowns inside the five. Eric. Eric. Um, I don't know this. So hold on. Inside the five. Um. Jeremy second. Five. James Robinson. That's terrible. That was terrible. Jeremy? Going out on a limb here. I think we talked about him. I think it's going to be Gurley. Oh, that's a good guess, but no. Eric, remember, really? Grant Screener is team, people changing teams. Oh, yeah. Keenan, do you have a guess or no? What was the question? The question is, I am tied for the league lead in rushing touchdowns inside the five-yard line. Doesn't have to be a doesn't have to be a uh, running back, right? No, it's any it's any position. <sighs> what am I? What's my score right now? I have a guess, but I'm I'm worried. Minus two hundred. Oh. Jared, you are all tied. Who right you're guessing? Wait, who's up? I am. I I have a guess. Right. He has a chance to guess or not. You're all tied right now. Minus two hundred. I think I know. Who I'm gonna is. say Cam Newton. Oh, that's a clutch guess. Yep. Go. That puts you plus 100. Keenan just took a big old swing there. Yeah, Cam Newton has seven touchdowns. I thought it might have thrown you guys off there. So, good one there. Um, Keenan. Wasn't even thinking that. Running back, wide receiver for 300, or is the grass greener for 200? Um, We'll go with is the grass greener for 200, please. Wise choice. I scored my first touchdown of the season last week after joining the third team in the same division this year. It's not oh Eric. Eric. Oh, first one of the year. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. I shouldn't have guessed. I should have said my name. <laughs> Is it wait third team in the same division? No, Who's... you're 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 done. Sorry. Yep. All right. <laughs> Man, the third team in the in the same division makes it seem like I should know this answer. Yeah, I I'm I, I have no idea. Five seconds for somebody to buzz in. <clears throat> Frank Gore. I thought you meant oh. this I thought you meant this year. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking yeah. somebody moved the division yeah, three I'm times just, already this year. Yeah. I see. Right. Yeah, okay. Sorry for my confusion. You're fine. Yeah, they, they scored their first touchdown of the season after joining their third team in the same division. Yeah, my apologies. All right. Uh, Eric, I'll let you pick. Running back oh, or wide receiver? Whoa, whoa, whoa. For... I get to pick. I got the last question right. I'm pretty sure I'm the host. Oh, well, All right, Keenan, I'll let you go. That's what I thought. Running back or wide receiver for 300? Um, running back of the 48 players with a broken tackle I rank worst in broken tackles per attempt hint I am a rookie can you say that again so out of everybody that's had a broken tackle in the league okay they are the worst at breaking tackles 
they have they need they need the most attempts to break a tackle. Eric, and they're a rookie. It's a rookie, huh? Eric, Eric, I it's a rookie. This was the running backs category, right? Yep. Jonathan Taylor. It's a good guess. That's the answer. It is. Gonna, yeah. Jonathan Taylor. I was going to say that's. Three, broken tackles on 135 attempts. He breaks a tackle once every 45 carries. Wow. That's, that was a uh, big issue coming out of college was his fumbles and his ability to not break tackles. And we have seen some of those issues this season. I'm still a JT believer, but I found that really, really crazy when uh, when I was looking that up. Who leads um, the NFL in broken tackles? I'm glad you asked that. Mike Davis does on a per attempt basis. After that, it's Delvin Cook. Originally, I was going to do who's third in broken tackles, but I knew none of you would get that because it's David Montgomery. I was going to say I was going to say it was David Montgomery. Ooh, I actually because I was looking at it the other day. Oh, he has the yeah, third most go. broken tackles in the league. Yeah, yeah you think he actually was leading the league for a bit. Yeah, I actually thought it was him, and it maybe it changed this week because I thought I saw something last week that said it you, was. You him. might have because he's he's only, Delvin Cook only has like two more than him, and he's missed the last few weeks. Um, all right, so nobody got that one. Keenan, you get 300. Uh, I got well, it. Well, or yeah. Eric. Or I'm sorry, Eric got it. My bad. <laughs> Rigged. All right. Um, wide receiver for 300. Last question before final Jeopardy. All right. There are two wide receivers with 100-plus targets. Who are they? Eric. Eric? Devonte Adams. Oh wait, he's been injured. He still might. Keenan next. Uh, All right. Keenan. Um, I won't take points off of this round for for to make Final Jeopardy fun. Is Keenan Allen one of them? I don't know. You gotta tell me the other one. He didn't yeah. buzz you like he buzzed me after Devonte. So well, I just uh, buzzed you because you said Devonte Adams, right, Eric? Nope. Stephon Diggs. <laughs> Oh, all right, man. That's right. Good answers. You got it right. Let's go. Keenan Allen has 112 targets, and Diggs has 101. Diggs was going to be my second one. How many does Devontae Adams have? He Well, he missed like a game. Like 86, gotta, I believe. Didn't, didn't he miss a game or two? 89. Yeah, he missed two games. Well, there you go. Yeah, 89. Um, Damn. So, perfect. That ends up for all Jeopardy. Keenan has 400. Jeremy has minus 200, and Eric has minus 100. I will give everybody an allotment of $1,000 for this. I wasn't going to bid at all. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm obviously going all in. Go big or go home. But we're going to do Final Jeopardy anyway because it's fun. Do I win? Well, I mean, technically, they can't. So so what do I win? Technically, we can't bid. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, I just won 300 last round, so I should be in the positive, right? We'll we'll have fun with – well, no, because you were at negative 200. You were at negative 400. How? Because you were at negative 200. Then you guessed again and lost at negative 200. Because remember, is the I don't trust your you scoring. I was yeah, at 400. Then I went down to 100. Then I went down to negative 200. And then I just won 300. Nah, nah, nah. nah. No, you went down to negative 200. And then you guessed wrong on is the grass greener and on the wide receiver too. So that yeah. took minus 400. I trust you. I got Recount. you here, baby. But – Stop Whoever gets this right wins the game. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, here we go. Final Jeopardy. How about how about you make it? Whoever gets this gets like six hundred points. There you go. We'll do that. Six hundred points to this. How's so, that good for me? I'm winning. Thirty seconds. You on the better clock. get the question right. If no one gets it right, you win. And nah, if you nah, I right, won. I won. Let's already. get this. It's a 50% chance you We'll winning. get this wrapped up. Final Jeopardy. Thirty seconds. You get to think. I am a quarterback. I have not finished worse than ninth in any given week since week three. Who Eric. am I? No, it's, not it's final. It's final Jeopardy. You guys wait till the time's done, and then you guys tell me your answer. So, if you all tell me when you all have your answers, how about that? I'm ready. I got it. All right, Keenan. When you're ready, you let me know. I, I but we, what happens if we tie? You won't tie. Oh wait, it's six hundred points. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, I mean, you got I, it. I guess I. All right. We'll let we'll let the two confidants go first. Eric, who is it? Well, what if they copy my answer? Yeah. Well, what I would say is everybody tell you your and our answers, and then no, no, no. Right. Did you write it down? No. Well, what I'm saying is, is so. I, I guess we could. We could write it down on a piece of paper and hold it up. Everyone. Uh, none of you have integrity. Turn your volumes down, and we'll all talk. And tell them. <laughs> All right, how Where about we all say it at once? Three, two, go. one. They go. Herbert. Justin Herbert. Herbert. Did everybody say Justin Herbert? Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. You're all wrong. Whatever. As long as we're no, all I'm wrong. I'm kidding. You're all right. I'll give it to you. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Candy still wins. <laughs> yeah, Candy <laughs> wins first inaugural. Uh, Jeff RIP, Alex Trebek. That was a great guess, but you are correct. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert has not finished worse than quarterback nine since week three. Uh, my man is on a tear. Keenan Allen is killing it. Mike Williams is killing it. The Chargers are killing it. Austin Eckler is coming back. A lot of good things going on for them. So uh, that's going to end it for this week's episode. I hope Fantasy Jeopardy was a lot of fun for everybody. I hope you guys had some fun there. Uh, we had some uh, little nuggets for you. Had a lot going on today. Uh, appreciate Jeremy again for coming on the show. It was really nice to have a guest on here. Haven't had one in a while. Uh, Jeremy, why don't you tell everybody, uh, again, where they can find you? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can check me out on Twitter at Pope's FFH. Um, that's the only real media that I'm on as far as fantasy football goes. Um, and that's about it. And I just like, like to say, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And, uh, Jeopardy was a blast, even though Keenan cheated. Yeah, we're going to actually have the judges review the scores afterwards, and we'll come Stop up with an count. official scoring later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was great to have you on. I know we talk football all the time. We've known you for a while, so it was uh, it was great to get you on here uh, on here again. I know we had you on back in the good old days of when we first started. So appreciate that. Hoping to get you on for the future. And uh, what about you guys? Do you have anything that you <laughs> want to say here? To, oh my God. To Put the belt away. Keenan whips his championship belt out yet again. Shine this bad boy up. Ain't going in, ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. No. Jeopardy champ, fantasy football champ. Whatever, whatever makes you happy, man. Whatever makes you happy. Um, but okay, so I, I, mean, I hope everybody uh the only what? thing that's not the only thing that's not making me happy is I'm pizza boy right now. You You're gonna be pizza boy. Because my team is a lot better than yours, Ding. Damn it. Yeah. I don't deserve that. Um, but I hope everybody enjoys, enjoys their Thanksgiving. I hope everybody has a good holiday. Be safe. Uh, be happy. 
Good luck on your football uh, week 12s as we push closer and closer to the playoffs. And uh, with that being said, thanks again, Jeremy. Mafia out.